0: Hello, and welcome to the Aqua Hamster Podcast, also known as A Game of Cones. Uh, My name is Ian Dumais. I play bass and keyboard, and my favorite Dominion card is Tactician, because it just feels so good to have an awesome turn. You'll you'll know what I'm talking about later.
1: Hi, I'm Tony. I play the guitar, and my favorite Dominion card... Well, I should say Garden, because it's just the weird it just allows me to be very monomaniacal about things but really (laughs) i like village uh because village if you if you do it right you can play that card a zillion times in one turn just play a village play another village watch everyone around the table look exasperated as you drop village after village knowing that your plan (laughs) is falling into place it's a card for people who want to feel amazing (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: And my name is Ben. I play drums, and my favorite Dominion card is called Witch, because it lets you place curses on other players, and I have a flair for the macabre. It uh, can get a little annoying when everyone reaches for them, and the rest of the game gets bogged down with... Placing curses, defending against curses, getting rid of curses, etc. But it's a great way to annoy your competition. And I'm all about annoying people as much as possible. So it's the perfect card for me.
0: Later in this episode, we will be discussing the game Dominion, which is what all that was from. So we'll see if this uh, we can make a little bit more sense once I explain what the heck we're talking about. But it's, uh, it's time to plug in. Great news. We are playing at PA's Lounge on Thursday, August 16th at 8 p.m. Uh, it should be an interesting set. We're playing some new stuff and bringing back some old stuff. Uh, we've def- this will definitely be like a unique set. I don't know if we've played one quite like this. Uh, and if you like rain, be sure not to miss it. Cause there's a lot of that.
2: That's a joke you'll get later after you've seen the concert and you've heard all the Rain songs. Oh, I messed it up. I'm sorry, I spoiled it.
0: <laughs> uh, Key Music Fest is still up in the air. I saw something in the paper how they're getting final approval, so we'll find out from them after that. I'm guessing uh, we'll, we'll we'll post it on Facebook uh, when we know one way or the other. So watch us there. Hmm. Uh, and now it's time for our deep dive into uh, my composition Characteristics of a Fall this is another song you can find on our EP which is on Bandcamp so uh, have a listen to this nice studio version (laughs) um about like 30 seconds ago i was thinking oh it's gonna be cool to talk about this song uh but the time is now so that's exciting
2: (laughs) well here we are then
0: (laughs) um what do you should i just what should i start talking about first like lyrics i could go with stats first what do you want what do you want first
2: uh give us the stats we love stats on this podcast so
1: hit me with hit me with some mathematics math doctor
0: well first of all we debuted this on uh january thirtieth 2016 so it's like two and a half years old already Ugh. grows up and, so uh, fast oh my god you know.
1: I believe it though it feels ing- it feels ingrained it doesn't feel like a new one to me it feels familiar it mm. isn't I
0: can tell you what number uh i didn't write this in our doc but I can tell you what number this was as far as our debuted uh original uh it is uh number twenty seven
2: Number 27. Out of out of 40. Out of think. 40.
1: You see, that's what I like about us. We got a lot of songs. <laughs>
0: we got two more coming up for the next show.
1: Honestly, that's pretty unique among local bands. A lot of times you come up with eight or ten good songs, you play them a few times, you go nowhere, you get frustrated, you break up. We play them a few times, we write more, we get frustrated, we never break up
2: a different
1: kind of band.
2: <laughs> I will I will say we have not once broken up yet, so we've got yeah. quite a we've got a great streak going.
1: Yeah, 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 you can't walk away from fame and fortune if you never have any of those to begin with.
2: <laughs> That's It's the... a
1: perfect crime.
2: The, that's the key to success. Not success in the just like don't literal. Get any. Yeah, it's not the key to success in the literal success, success I just said success. Sorry. Um <laughs> we'll so keep we're keeping it in. Oh, oh that's what oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. I'm sorry,
0: everybody. Oh god. I ruined this podcast. this podcast. This podcast is
1: off the rails. Put an explicit tag on it in iTunes.
0: I always put explicit on it in case I in case we are explicit, even though we generally or not well We're the day implicit.
2: is now get ready <laughs> once i start i can't stop and I'm yeah sure no uh, a... aqua
1: hamster has reached the cosmic brain level of band success you know yeah it's like small brain uh like indie band glowing brain major label band uh, exploding brain like stadium band cosmic brain band that no one knows about you know it's like mm. you can't <laughs> We're, we're not too big to fill.
0: We're too small.
2: The key to success is lying to yourself about what success means. That's what I will say.
0: <laughs> uh, we did, so we debuted this along with, in the same show as Paranoia and At This Rate I'll Never Know. Um, were we coming off a long layoff then or something, and
1: we like really wanted to
0: get back into it with
1: a lot of new stuff?
0: No, well, not really. I mean, we had played on November 28th. 2015 it's a pretty quick turnaround for us actually (laughs) it was about two months later i think actually we probably started to slow down a little bit after that although we might be able to pick back up once i once i'm in boston we'll see i certainly hope so
2: you hear that if you write to us and you know request more shows we might listen to you and play more shows even if you
1: don't request them we might still play them just to be contrarians
2: so either way you win
0: so yeah i remember paranoia was like on the docket we had been learning it between the last show and this show but then i uh and it's a little bit more complicated uh and then i don't know what possessed me to sit down and write this song but i did like it was in january um so part of the part of my design goal was i wanted to be kind of simple so Uh, I don't think I could come up with a more simple guitar part. Hopefully it's not too boring for you since it's just the same four chords over and over.
1: (laughs) No, you see, my take on this song is I like how simple it is, uh, because when you start a show just like dashing on stage, setting everything up, and you got to start with just like a little line check instead of a sound check, it's not quite clear how you feel, how everything sounds on stage. And, you know, at the size of shows we play, that's the only way you play. Kind of like jangled, get up there and go. Uh, So when you're in that situation, it it takes a little settling in. So I like having an easy part to start with. Uh, I like just, you know, getting the feel for it. Getting the feel, you know, like looking out at the audience, being confident. And I only have four chords to play over and over again. So that's, it's a great uh, gift to me to have this song. Um, But, uh you really take a bullet because you've got to remember the words and play a solo and everything right at the beginning of the night. And I'm just sitting there uh, getting into the vibe. Um, the, the only thing is when I start on the wrong chord, it, it turns from drama into comedy immediately because it's like, <laughs> something's obviously wrong. And we just stop and just look at each other. Has that and it's like, who made show? a mistake? <laughs> well, I'm the only one playing. So I'm So just... you have to. Yeah. I that's
0: happened in a show, though, has it?
1: Uh, yeah, so. we've definitely done it in practice, but I do not think...
0: But if it does, if, if it's, especially if we're starting with it, it's fine.
2: I think if you go back to the tapes, if you look at the video, I think there might be one or two times where that has happened. But
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's been with this song, though. Oh, no. It's definitely, I, ha- I, it definitely I, happened once or twice.
2: But... Yeah, I didn't know if you met with all songs ever. No, but... no, no.
1: Yeah, no, just okay. start off with a blatantly wrong chord and like... Do over.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just (laughs)
0: crab walk toward the edge of the stage like I'm not here. That segues well into my second statistic, in which we've played it nine times, and this is updated uh through Porchfest now. Mm. Uh, and six of those times we let off the show with it. So. Although even even with that, it is only number six in the breakdown for earliest average starting position. Do you
1: have uh do you 2. have the 3. list of others? Because I am fascinated to hear them because I think of this as our prototypical opener.
0: I sure do. It's mostly based on small sample size that it's not uh not number one. Um but because catastrophe is in the lead. Wow uh. because I believe we played it in both of those double porch fest sets oh yeah it was one number of them one and number one two <laughs> at one yeah one and number two so mm. that's 1.5 black treacle we only played that once right
1: yeah i'm bringing that out black treacle at the solo show and, and i closed the solo show with catastrophe so if you if you figured those into the stats those would be later
2: for those uh, <laughs> of, for those of you who are unaware, there is a time in our life when we used to play covers, and Black Treacle had the honor of being one of those few covers that we incorporated into our sets.
3: Black Treacle
2: uh,
1: is the most despised song in the Aqua Hamster canon uh, because people <laughs> search for uh, uh, Arctic Monkeys cover on YouTube who do not know of us and do know of Arctic Monkeys, and their unanimous conclusion is that I did a pretty <laughs> bum job of representing that song and uh they've let me know in
0: several languages tony not I thought it was so a good. fine job but it was also our second ever show yeah so. uh,
1: it was it was uh it was a little wobbly i admit but uh i'm going for redemption tomorrow night i'm gonna play it at the solo gig because uh, uh the next night i'm gonna go see uh, arctic monkeys play at the td
0: garden mm. nice uh, number three is i believe we've also only played once it's aspirational ghost story
1: yes 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 <laughs> uh, which i
0: would by the way i listened to all the um the the ghost host songs and i would play any of them more
1: okay uh wait till october I remember we we play we did play uh what the state of the face in the mirror uh we did that
0: time. we've done glimmer of the glass a few times obviously interstellar transmission is a yeah it's Mainstay. become a
1: regular um yeah i'm i'm bringing back glimmer of the glass for my solo show and i've played uh what to say to the face in the mirror at open mic so uh I, i'm keeping the memory alive aspirational ghost story and ghost hosts have uh have uh disapparated but they can return I think we could bring yeah I think they we can could return bring back
0: uh number four is actually apropos because it's the rising storm at 2.3 and we've played that a couple of times at least i can i can get that stat for us pretty quick here yeah rising storm we've played five times that
3: can't be three times inaccurate
0: yeah uh
1: yeah the 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 way it opens with the kind of rumbly drum thunder it makes it a natural opening song
0: we played it one one and then five once we introduced it at five then it led off the next show and then it led off some other random show yeah um next one is wilderness part one we've only played that twice so far it's a new one at 2.5 oh no no i skipped rising storm how you dare might, you no, Storm. You no sorry i skipped yeah the i got all confused i think i wrote the wrong statistic on the yep i wrote the wrong average position i said 2.3 it's actually 2.7 uh wilderness adventures 2.5 so then characteristics
2: is 2.7 if anybody is having trouble following along we're going to include a pdf with a little spreadsheet (laughs) of all of these delightful statistics with the next episode right ian right containing all
1: the fans favorite numbers such as 2.7 and (laughs) five that's
0: number wang
2: (laughs) (laughs) and that is a reference that exactly three people will get and
0: by three people i mean us three people in america maybe but it's, it's pretty popular in, in the uk I believe. if
1: we have a british listener please write in and tell us that you got the mitchell and webb reference <laughs> and if Thank you didn't
2: you. what's wrong with
0: you like uh
2: come on man <laughs>
0: uh so i believe it was last podcast when i mentioned that if you could uh guess the our latest average position song you could get good vibes and i never said it oh. uh so if you guessed Go Drunk Sun, your home, as the la- uh, latest average position, you are right. Of uh, tw- Average of 12.
1: <laughs> we normally only play 11 songs, so that's saying something. <laughs> but <laughs>
0: now Interstellar Transmission is tied at <sighs> an average position of 12. Average Staring. position of 12. So Go Drunk Sun or Interstellar Transmission, you win the good vibes. Uh, congratulations. Mm-hmm.
2: Just mail in if you uh, guessed the right one and we'll... We'll all link up, and we'll mentally send those link- <laughs> like those vibes to you, like a Voltron. We will link up; it's the only way it works, like <laughs> robot cats. And we will uh, we will send you those good vibes.
0: My last statistic is uh, so. Yeah, I said we played it nine times. That is the ninth most played song of ours, tied <laughs> with Charlatan, Strange Words, and Alphabet Runner. So there's a logjam at at nine. I would say which
1: of those we're planning to bring out next time, but that information is still confidential. You'll have to come to the show and see
0: what we sing.
2: (laughs) This segment is a lesson to all you rockers out there. If you are having shows, keep records, because then you can make graphs when you go home, (laughs) based on all your songs. So...
1: Normally I play up this whole thing where I'm like the English literature guy and Ian's like the numbers guy, but I think graphs are rad too when it comes to tracking song stats, so we're all we're in accord about this one.
0: Hey man, I think English is cool. So
2: Tony, Tony is the English guy, Ian is the math guy, and I am the Ben.
0: You're the Hufflepuff. I'm the
2: Hufflepuff. <laughs> I'm such a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Wherever I go,
0: Hufflepuff. So yeah, I mentioned I mentioned a little earlier that uh we we were already working on paranoia. I wrote this, I can't remember why I started writing this, um but you know I had to convince you guys to learn it on short notice, which you guys were nice enough to do. I wrote it in a single sitting. Um I will so say that down, this is not the
1: hardest it. song we've learned on short notice.
0: No, I know. That's that's why I was like, I think they'll go for it, because it's easy. Mm-hmm pretty easy
1: remember that two days before our first ever show we only knew about three of the five songs we're gonna play
0: yeah that was risky (laughs) and then i couldn't even sing and i was singing four out of the five songs we were doing
2: that was why that was so risky Now, Ian, when you say you wrote this in a single sitting, do you mean you, like, sat down, wrote it, and then got up, or did you allow, like, bathroom breaks or, like, you know,
0: I'm pretty sure I did not take any bathroom breaks.
1: Do you write sitting in one place, or do you walk around?
0: Because sometimes, I've used both methods. Well, I'm usually, um, I'm usually sitting, because I want to be able to put my guitar, like, up and down and play the piano and... type stuff on the computer so
1: yeah i often write words and music separately so i've been known to write lyrics just walking around town stop and jot a line down walk a little more write a write a bit
0: more then come home and jam out some chords Mm. i'm I'm generally pretty bad at writing lyrics i really have to just like focus and i'm like i'm gonna put write some words hopefully they're okay probably won't be uh actually these are maybe my favorite set of lyrics out of all of my songs Mm. So mm. I'm I'm pretty happy about it. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. So let me let me talk about a bit of it. Let's dive into it. So I do the word play with the word mortar because its one definition is something that's used in creation, as in the mortar between bricks. Uh, but then there's the sense of destruction, as in a weapon that fires bombs. Ooh. Um, so there's that sort of duality there, and I sort of switch back and forth between it. Um, the actual the, um, the original working title of this song Was Leaf slash Cannonball
2: um, and Those two are Those two are kind of opposites One's like the lightest thing on earth And one's extremely heavy
0: Exactly So
2: We do it's... love duality in this band But we also kind of hate it <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you Oh boy Um <laughs> So, yeah, so because the first lyric is, uh, you know, when you're first to fall, if you're a leaf or you're a cannonball. Um, and it's sort of like there's there's some sort of metaphor going on here. Like it's the impact, the amount of impact you have um, metaphorically on like someone else. Sure. Um, and so are you do you have not much impact? Do you have a lot of impact? Um, and then, as I said, the sort of between creation and destruction um i'm pretty proud of the rhyme scheme in the verses in the first verses which are two um sets of four lines what's the name of that tony again qu- qu- quatrain um <laughs> or is that something else anyway first first two that sets sounds, of four that lines. that sounds
1: like poetry and i have a notoriously poor affinity for poetry
0: ah <laughs> uh, see i'm more of a poetry guy i'm just not usually great at writing
2: it
1: I was a poet when I was a wee little child. I won a poetry award in kindergarten, third grade, and fifth grade, and then I never wrote a poem again.
2: Wow, you were a poet. Time. You were a poet, and you did not even know that you were one.
0: <laughs> yep. That's one of my favorite jokes. I know, me too. I had to get it in there. I'm sorry. Um, That's fine. So, so the rhyme scheme in the so in the first verse, it's A-A-A-B-C-C-C-B. And then in the second verse, using those same like ending sounds, it's B-B-B-A-C-C-C-A. Mm. So I was happy with that.
2: I know that we've talked a lot about the different chords and you know all the thought that goes into these songs and all the numbers and everything. But I want to take this point in the podcast to make it known that I always refer to this song as our sexy song and i don't (laughs) know how ian feels about that but i refuse to stop saying it um it's got a real sex and candy air vibe that song by marcy playground do you guys know what song i'm talking about the one goes i smell sex and candy air who's that lounging in my chair yeah, that's no. one of
1: those songs that I think I don't know, but then I hear it and I'm like, I kind of know that. I, I
2: guarantee – say that again, Ian, you have or you haven't? I might have. I, I, think, I think Tony summed it up pretty succinctly. <laughs> Everybody knows that song because there was a certain time in the 90s and then intermittently after that, that, that song was everywhere. And it was that kind of like, ooh, you know – Is this too hot for TV kind of song? It's Um, it's the
1: kind of song you hear right before the radio plays all the best hits of the 90s. And now, 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 it's another (laughs) half hour uninterrupted rock block. After these messages. And then there's commercials.
2: <laughs> and when I say that it's our sexy song, I don't mean to say that the lyrics are overtly sexual, because they're really not. They're not. Um, no, not at all. It's actually really a sweet song, and it's kind of about building something together and what it means to each of them. At least that's how I interpreted it. Um, But something about the lackadaisical beat and just the references to, you know, two people and, like, figuring out who they are to each other and who's, you know... Are they falling for each other or not? Um, it just it seems very intimate and a little saucy, so I uh, I like it very much. Uh, good job, Ian. Good song.
0: Nice. Yeah, the as far as like the the intended meaning, I don't necessarily know. In my mind, it's kind of I kind of fall on the negative side on it, but it's definitely open to interpretation because obviously, mm. like, so it's like if I'm singing it uh let's pretend that let's let's just call this a a a hetero relationship it doesn't have to be but let me just do it for for purposes of explanation so if i'm a guy and the girl is i'm singing to like maybe she does fall for me maybe she doesn't so you're right it's kind of open to interpretation Mm. um although then it says well i know you're gone i think it's Mm. a darker turn there or will you fade like ripples on a pond
2: so it's a sexy possible breakup
0: song Ooh, mysterious last thing i want to say about the lyrics is so the the first verse is sort of like setting up a hypothetical falling from a great height Uh, and and the second verse puts the characters uh, at the top of that height about to fall and probably my favorite um lyric is we laid our bricks and so our towers grew but so did the walls mm. so I, I really like that just like so that's another sort of duality thing where like you can build uh you know something good like a tower if that's good i guess in this situation but also a wall to keep you apart mm. and uh it's very topical now it's very topical
3: now
2: uh oh, these <laughs> damn walls you're part of the problem ian uh
0: Building these songs about building walls. Uh, I read, I, I'm saying it's a bad thing, though. I'm saying it's a bad thing. I, yeah.
1: I, I read a, a Spoon interview where a song that they had written uh, 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 had turned unexpectedly topical. Like a song uh, on their most recent album. It includes a line about you can build a wall, tear it down. And uh, they obviously weren't thinking of that because they wrote it before that was even a, a big talking point, And then it came out right about the time that it became the talking point and it became uh unintentionally political <laughs> hmm. but uh you know obviously they're they're no fans of that guy or his walls so it was fine that they had a song about tearing it down
0: <laughs> i mean maybe i was influenced by that because i mean this came out in early 2016 trump was a candidate at that point he probably mentioned it mm. hmm I think
2: the takeaway from this is that the key to success is to write so many songs that one of them just accidentally becomes topical one day, and then you ride <laughs> that wave of Well, press. I think
1: walls between people, between ideas and things, have a sinister connotation that's, that that predates, uh...
0: Yeah, you got the Perlin Wall.
1: Yeah, um... I mean, like, look, I've I, i I've used the same imagery. That song, uh, Science Fantasy, yeah, the walls don't feel like walls, so I'll pass through like it's a normal thing to do.
2: Are you saying that the Trump wall is a poser and that the Berlin Wall is like the original bad wall?
0: That's how yeah. I interpret
2: that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just want to make just, sure.
0: And and who put up that, that wall? It was Russia. Ah.
2: <sighs> it all makes sense guy <laughs> wake up sheeple come on um while we're oh, talking man. about favorite lyrics of this song um mine is just the comparison is the so one line are you a leaf or a cannonball um one i love that uh line two there, there are parts in the chorus where i'm hitting the floor tom uh and i yeah and i liked i don't know did we decide that that was representative of the cannonball like hitting the water or did i just say that in my head
0: I, i think that's you well
2: that's that's what i like to imagine it is every time i hit the floor tom in the course um when you fall will it be for me Boom, boom, boom. It's just super satisfying. So, Now I'm, yeah.
1: now I'm just thinking of a, a cheesy sponsored Twitter post. Hey guys, like for Leaf, retweet for Cannonball. Which one are you?
0: Mm. mm <laughs> we could do mm. that. That's we, a t-shirt. Look for that when we uh, have more people to to poll.
2: Yes. But that's a that's a t-shirt. You know, you and it could be like like a like one half, you know, Leaf one half, Cannonball and like a big question no, mark No,
0: that's two t-shirts
2: oh and and then
1: uh people like uh ben who are very into buying concert t-shirts will buy both
2: but (laughs) then but then the kids who wear the leaf shirts are gonna only hang out with the other leaf shirts and then the cannonball shirts will be on the other side of the room it's gonna
1: turn into like the first few weeks of pokemon go when everyone judged you based on what team you picked
2: yeah i can see it now three people wearing leaf shirts and possibly two people wearing cannonball shirts (laughs) and this and and
0: they'll tear that place apart (sighs) is there anything else you guys want to say or anything you want to ask of me i've sort of gone through things i want to do
1: i was gonna say it was handy to have this uh satisfying but easy to play song in our pocket when we needed a way to start off our abbreviated studio session you know we needed to get a w we needed to get some numbers on the board and so we did this one in very few takes like one take for the rhythm track one or two takes for the vocals uh, and we're like uh it's one down next song
0: yeah it was just one take for us next playing song. <laughs> and um yeah, it did take me a few takes. I was like, you know, I was just like getting warmed up. I tried to warm up a little bit in the hallways, but uh, I just need to warm up some more. And as I as I continue to uh, expand my range, this song gets easier and easier. At this point, it's pretty easy. But it, although if it is later in like a, one of our long sets, it can be a little worrisome. But
1: luckily, it never is. We we tend to play it early. Um, <laughs> that's true. uh uh, and may i point out as we should every time we talk about that recording done at the wonderful wemf studio building which seems to be slated to be turned into shitty condos
0: Mm. yeah i think it's still there because it's uh, i see i'm i follow them on facebook and it appears they're still going strong but i don't know if it's for for much longer
1: they're not even on a main thoroughfare let the secluded parts of cambridge stay weird if nothing else
2: Keep Central Square weird. (laughs) What do
1: you blood-sucking developers want that street for?
2: So the last thing I'll say on the subject of the song, other than it's a great song, is that we need more sneakily saucy songs in our repertoire so that we can one day release a Aqua Hamster is for Lovers compilation. And I just think that would be a a game changer.
1: You're one of the songwriters on this band. If you want more slow jams, uh, get on it.
2: Yes, but I write all my songs slow. All my songs are slow jams because I write them slowly over the course <laughs> of a year. So, I'm I can help, but I I will get you my you know three or four songs over the next four years. Perfect. Perfect timing.
0: Yeah, you know when we finally land that record deal, we'll be able to just record five albums back to back to back to back to back.
2: At this rate, a cassette deal would be fantastic.
0: Uh, do you guys want I, to transition to Goggle Talk?
2: Yes, let's but let's do it do subtly it. so that they can't tell we're doing it. Like, let's do it like without I mean, even I could... telling. Oh my god, god. how I mean, did we he I... get
1: here? It's Goggle Talk. <laughs>
2: Smooth. <laughs> it happened right.
1: so subtly that no one noticed. Mm.
0: Our topic for uh, this month's Goggle Talk, which I mentioned closer to the top, is the uh, tabletop game Dominion. Uh, this is a topic because it was a game that I got and that the three of us played a lot around the same time we were also forming Aquahamster. I think it was a little bit later, but like, you know, yeah. going into show number two, that was the summer we played and the spring. We played a lot of Dominion.
1: If you had a copy of one of our handmade CDRs from around that era, it's got a picture of Ben playing Dominion with uh, Dan and a traffic cone.
2: But the traffic cone has uh, somebody's hand coming up from under the table.
1: uh, That is Ian's hand. I took the photo, so I'm not in it.
2: So
0: everybody helped.
1: We all helped. Even Dan, who's not technically in the band.
0: Yeah. We call that CD a game of cones because we're very clever clever pun uh before we uh talk more about it because that also uh is sort of what the cone hand term came from which we'll explain let me explain a little bit about what dominion is for any listeners who are like what in the hell are they talking about
2: and if anybody wants to pause the podcast right now go to amazon rush a copy of the board game to your house so you'll have like some reference to what ian's about to say that's cool but yeah
0: just pause it wait two days yeah press play
2: we're quite patient we'll wait here while you pause it so don't don't be afraid (laughs) did you unpause it see i told you we'd wait that'll be funny (laughs) for one person who actually does this
0: (laughs) oh man all right uh so dominion is the progenitor of the deck building genre so there's it's a now popular type of tabletop game but dominion was pretty much the first one uh, it's fairly abstract, which some people don't like, but uh, the players are competing to earn the most victory points uh, which are mostly found on victory cards, and the theming for what it's worth is sort of a medieval light fantasy theme. Um, how the game works is each player begins with a deck of the same ten cards. Seven are coppers, which are each worth, worth uh, each worth a coin, and three of them are estates, which are each worth one victory point at the end of the game. And then uh, there are uh, 10 sets uh, 10 piles of cards that are form the kingdom and these are the cards that you can add to your deck throughout the game and this is how the gameplay works you've got a hand of five cards you can play an action card which you don't have any at the start then you can play all your treasure cards and buy one of the cards that's out in the kingdom and then you discard that card you discard all the cards that were in your hand or that you played and you draw a new set of five cards And the magic happens is when you run out of cards in your deck, you shuffle everything that's in your discard pile, form a new deck, meaning every card that you've purchased can now be drawn into your hand. And it's hard to describe how satisfying this basic gameplay loop is, like just seeing a card, oh yeah, I remember buying this card, now I get to play it, (laughs) hee hee hee, it's just so nice. As the game progresses, you'll hopefully be able to afford better and better action cards and treasures which allow you to buy even more expensive action cards and treasures. And at some point uh, you'll want to start buying victory cards because those are the cards you need to actually win, but they do absolutely nothing to help you as you play the game. Uh, the game usually ends when there are no more province cards, which is the most expensive card that costs eight coin, but are worth six victory points each. At that point, the player with the most victory points uh, on cards in their deck wins the game. Uh, that's about as basic an explanation as i can manage um i haven't gotten into anything complex but uh do you guys want to add anything to that or
2: game freaking rules and it takes up a lot of space once you start buying the expansion packs um just ask <laughs> ian how he uh manages all that and he's got several boxes at his house um with little and they're all filed nicely and sweetly and preciously. Uh, Uh, I need to buy
0: some more dividers because the last one, the last expansion is not fully organized yet.
1: I have always been grateful that you bought the game to make sure that uh, we always have tons of cards to play with. And I wouldn't, Uh, it it, it is strange. I'm torn about whether I like playing with fewer expansion sets or more because when it's fewer, things are more predictable. But on the other hand, when there's fewer, you're not going to get a really weird uh, randomized set of cards to play with. That's like, truly confusing like the synergy works a little better when um you're working with only a few sets but you know synergy is overrated
0: (laughs) i also think i mean not not, i mean yes there are i do have like a ton of different so you set up your 10 cards there in the kingdom but now if you have all the expansions you're drawing those 10 cards out of a pool of like 200 cards maybe more 300 cards so each game can be very different I think part of the problem is not only are there so many expansions now, but we don't play as much, so we don't see the cards as much. When we first started playing, we only had like the base set and then like a couple more um, as we kept playing, but that meant we only had to deal with like forty, fifty different cards, hmm. and uh, so we we knew what they did and we knew what all the basic cards did. Although, I still remember one thing, like, there was this card called Woodcutter, and I think it just, like, gave you two coin and a buy, and I remember thinking it was a great card, it was, like, a buy, like, you can always just buy, it. so you usually can only buy one card, but that buy lets you buy another card, it's like, oh, just, you know, grab a copper, why not? Makes gets more money, that's better. But, uh, as we learned, both through playing and I started reading about Dominion strategy, which maybe I shouldn't have done. Uh, Usually you actually want to have, you know, less coppers. You want to get rid of coppers and have more of the higher value things to be more consistent. But, oh, how naive I was. Hmm.
2: We were all so young.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, So we mentioned our, our cool mix CD cover game of cones that gave rise to the term cone hand. Uh, because when I set up that fake game of Dominion, I didn't bother shuffling the starting hands because we weren't actually playing, which meant it just had like... The deck was just the seven coppers and then three estates. And then when you draw that, then you have either all the estates and two coppers or five coppers. And this is usually a very good way to start the game, to be able to have five buying power on one of your first two turns. Because Norm- on average most most games you're going to start, you're going to have three and you're going to have four. And you can buy some three and four cost cards and just sort of work your way up. But five cost cards are, like, often some of the best, uh, most interesting action cards. And so having five to start the game can be very good. And that's a cone hand now, because it's like you didn't shuffle. Ooh. Are there any other uh, terms you remember us bandying about?
2: Uh, I, c- I know that there was... The Devil's Number and Troll's Number, but I forget the difference between the two.
0: Devil's Number, um, if you had seven coin, you'd have your one short of buying the province. Which is Um, like
2: the ultimate, you know, point giving card. Yes.
0: Yeah, and there's usually not any cards that cost seven, so it's almost like, might as well only have six, you know? The Troll's Number we came up with because there was a card called Bridge, and that made everything one cheaper. So if you had six with a bridge played, that was the Trolls number because you were still one off.
3: Hmm.
0: I also remember always just like the five and two buys. We had five <laughs> and two buys. Is that, a, is that a riff off of that? Uh, I love you, man. There's like, like, like yeah, seven, the, yeah, the base, slapping the base, the base,
3: ah, good times
2: for all those. I love you, man fans out there. I know there are actually a lot. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. And Rush is in that movie. So it's a fantastic movie.
0: Yeah. Is very pivotal. Um Smuggle Chain. It's a card called Smuggler where you can gain a card that the player before you gained, which means if you gained a card from that and then someone the next person plays a smuggler, they can gain that same card. You can theoretically chain smuggles smugglers forever. Yeah. Just
1: smuggle your way all the way around the table, why not?
0: <laughs> uh any other like mem memories from, from our time playing? early on me flipping the table over in disgust when
2: you whipped us all because you're great at this game uh i'm not that good but i'm shut there, up there, Ian. there were a
0: couple of times where i learned some key things online i'd usually i usually bring up those things
1: yeah i would try and assimilate your strategies within a few games just to try and show how cool i was when uh, I, I, when I have a deck with, like, five cards in it and they're all kind of good, I just feel like a sense of triumph that is irreplicable in any other card game.
0: <laughs> One of the great things about Dominion, I feel, and this is something that the designer has talked about, is it's a game that usually, unless you're getting, like, inundated with curses, which can happen, but it's a game that usually feels pretty good to play whether you're winning or losing. Like, you don't really know... Unless you're keeping really keep close track who's who's actually going to win until the very end, and it's just satisfying to like build up this deck of cards that you chose to buy, to try to to try to win. Uh, one thing I do remember is we were we we played it a lot. We'd be like, because we'd be like, you yeah, know, we we should play this like every week or something, and then like the next day, we're like, well, we're not doing anything. Do want to play Dominion, we'd be like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we played a lot. Yeah, we had a bit we, of an addiction
2: for a while. Because we didn't
0: have anything else going on, so why not? No. <laughs> hey, I think it's a good thing. Spent quality time with human beings.
2: It's that we had, were tired from doing all the crazy things we were always doing. We needed to slow down a little bit, right? Right?
1: <laughs> as 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 To paraphrase the hold steady, we were bored and we didn't have a band, so we started a band.
2: Boredom has given us some great things like us
0: uh one idea we had because it was like we picked 10 random cards um there and there is they did come with like randomizer cards you make a randomizer deck you draw 10 cards out of that Uh, I, i have to use an app now because the um the randomizer deck is about like eight inches tall and it's impossible to shuffle and draw 10 cards out of um but one of the ideas we had was like what if we wrote one minute songs for every dominion card and this is back when we only had like 40 uh and then we drew 10 and then made it medley them into the a giant 10 minion 10 minute dominion song um that could be different every show like this is the dominion song you're getting tonight crowd waiting <laughs> anxiously for our dominion song
2: that would be fun. Uh, they might be giants. Do stuff like that. They have little like uh, bits that they bring from like tour to tour. Um, I think that 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 might be fun. That that's a, that's an idea that's worth pursuing. I think.
0: Uh, so in in that spirit, we're going to bring some some ideas right now. And we're going to pursue this, it. <laughs> and when I had this idea for the podcast. I forgot a couple things. One, I I forgot that Tony actually did it, and I forgot that I sort of did it too. I wrote a one-minute song that that I didn't like, title as what I'm calling it for this episode. But like, I was like, this could be this could be a Dominion song if I wanted it to be. Uh, so, uh, Ben, do you have anything? Any any? I do. You want to share?
2: I have some lyrics. I don't have a finished product. That's um, fine. I
0: didn't I didn't ask for one.
2: I know, but I should've I wish I had risen to the occasion, but I I did not. But uh real quick, um I wrote some lyrics for a song that I would do based on my favorite card, which I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, which that's the one where you can curse people. Which uh is it? Uh, ah ah. I do the bad jokes on this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I do the good
2: ones. Tony does the cutting edge political satire in you're just lovable in every way. That's our dynamic. Come on. Um, <laughs> stay in your lane. God damn it. Um, so anyway, um, the song. So the my favorite card is Witch. And uh, the si- the title of the song would be Witch Hunt, which would be a Part reference. Part three of Fear. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, god damn it, you guys are too funny. I'm not funny enough for this podcast. Anyway Speaking um, of
1: my cutting edge political satire, witch hunt, no collusion investigate
2: <laughs> Go on. <laughs> That's a hundred times better than anything I was about to say. Anyway, um, witch hunt was gonna be a reference to that kind of witch hunt, whether it's political or referencing, you know colonial times uh but was also going to be a reference to hunting for like all the witches like that are available like trying to collect them all before your opponents do because if everybody ends up getting the same number of witches then the whole game can kind of devolve into everybody cursing everybody and it the game gets a little bogged down in my opinion um but here's some lyrics that i wrote and i thought this would be a great song to kind of play around halloween because it's kind of haunting, Uh, but this is just the beginning. I just wrote a couple of verses. Darkest night, devil's hour. Seek revenge, seek the power. Won't forgive, can't forget. Another soul, to infect. Always hunted, always haunt. Never do what they want. As I burn, I rise up. As you watch, I corrupt. Mm. Yeah,
0: that'd be like an intense one too.
2: I know. So if we can, uh, you know, if I actually wrote some music to put under that, I think that could be pretty effective. And uh, I'd have to think of a, a chorus and the chorus could really just be
0: something like that. If this is a one minute song, I think that's probably enough. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I could use some spooky, spooky suspended chords like. Bring. <laughs> Bring.
0: Yes, you could. Yes, you could. That could work. I like it a lot. So that's mine. Uh, Tony, do you want to share your... Sure. Uh, mine, mine's idea? a
1: song from... Uh, I do a thing called Rocktober, where I make 31 demos every year during the month of October. And one of them in the first year was called Festival. It's a song I've played for friends a couple times back in 2013, but nothing ever came of it. It's a jaunty, riff-driven song about... Uh, going to a uh, town gathering with someone who your family doesn't approve of. Uh, The the key line (laughs) is, um, you're going to kill me when you find out who I'm bringing to the festival.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Did you make a demo of this?
1: Yeah, a a demo exists, but uh, I was just listening to it today. It's weird how squeaky my voice sounded. I mean, I'm a naturally squeaky person, but it was very squeaky.
2: Could it be you weren't quite confident yet? Yeah.
1: I definitely wasn't confident then. Uh, confidence is a weird thing.
0: <laughs> Maybe we can bring it back as a as a bonus song yeah. uh, in some show. Yeah. The, the,
1: the thing is, I, I, it feels a bit like appropriation uh, because I, it's the way I sing it, uh, the the way the words go. It sounds totally like a coming out narrative, but I've never had to come out of anywhere, so I feel like uh, I'm appropriating an experience, and it feels a little uh, rude in that respect. It's it's not. It feels like I'm telling a tale that's not mine to tell.
2: (laughs) Well, the fact that you had that consideration, that you, you know, you know, gave it enough thought to worry about that, you know, is a good sign because, you know.
1: I try and be very cautious about things like that. Super alpha yelling dudes online must really hate that,
2: that that Mm. I'm very,
1: uh, very concerned Mm. about that. Like go ahead and offend people. Fuck you if you don't.
2: To our one alpha <laughs> fan, I'm sorry. It's yeah. been nice having you as I'm, a customer. I'm
1: sorry to that one really alpha guy out there who's totally take ch- taking charge and owning the libs. I- I'm really, <laughs> really, really sorry to him and his awful ways.
0: <laughs> so yeah, again, when I mentioned this, I totally forgot I I had one. So I went the extra. Did the extra thing today and actually put lyrics over my already existing MIDI recording of a song for Gardens, which actually is the one that Tony mentioned. Um, it, one of the ones Tony mentioned up at the top. A truly uh,
1: wonderful card.
0: Yeah, let me talk. Let me talk about it now that we have some context. Um, it's a victory card, which in base Dominion it might have been like the only victory card that wasn't that was like a part of the kingdom. Uh, And it gives one point for every 10 cards you have in your deck at the end of the game. So which means like the longer the game goes and like the more cards you can stuff in there, the better you're going to do. As I mentioned, most good decks benefit from having fewer cards if you can get rid of like your starting coppers and estates. But if you want to go for a garden strategy, you want as much junk as you can pack into your deck.
1: And it encourages total monomania and fixation on it because if someone else is getting a few gardens, that's taking away massively from your strategy. So you just want to buckle down and hope that no one else is stupid enough to follow you down that road.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. If you want, if you want to go gardens, you have to like go hard. You have to commit. So, um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna put in the podcast the um, this recording, and I email, e- emailed it to you guys. Do you guys want to have? uh i'll listen to this
2: yes uh tony and i have not heard it so yeah this, this is g-
1: we're go- we're going in we're going in raw for junk and win (laughs) yeah true (laughs) words
2: wow
0: (laughs) yeah so the original um the original recording was without the lyrics i added those today real quick one take lower one take higher couldn't decide which i liked better so i just kept them both gotcha (laughs) um yeah so that was an idea for a song that we could theoretically play just a nice little like finger-picked or I mean, you could use a pick too. Guitar part, and then a bass in the second half with just a very, really, really basic just bass drum, hi hat. Nice. Beat, just, no, I think I think I think it worked. I think this is
2: something you know. I know we we talked about it, and I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I think I think that this could be a fun tradition. Maybe we, we built, could just
0: so. do the three instead of ten. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ten is let's, a lot.
2: Let's see how the first three go and then take it from there.
0: I'd be willing to give it a try. I mean that one the hardest thing would be Tony's part, but we could always just like change it to not that pick pattern. I mean, but, we
1: could just switch instruments because the bass part's real simple.
0: We could do that, but then I'd have to then I'd have to play it right.
1: Yeah, that's... it would be my debut on bass, it'd be very exciting.
0: Mm. Cool. I think that's all we wanted to talk about with Dominion. It's hard to get talk too much about it without really losing people if you haven't played it so hmm. probably already did that anyway
2: so for those who remained thank you for remaining
0: <laughs> thank you for remaining we're gonna talk about it this month's snorkel suggestions
2: snorkel suggestions snorkel suggestions snorkel suggestions snorkel suggestions Wait.
0: I'll I'll go first. Uh, I, I'm just on the video game train. More video games for me. I bought Octopath Traveler last week, and I've already put in like 35 hours to it. It's on the Switch. It's um it's like a JRPG, and I don't I've never played. I mean I played a little of like Final Fantasy VII when I was a kid, but I'm not really into JRPGs. But this thing is just like it looks really beautiful and it's old school but like pretty design. They look like dioramas, but the combat system is super satisfying. Um, The enemies have like these shields that you break by matching the correct like attack type to it uh, and just like timing everything up. I don't know. It's hard to hard to uh, explain. Go watch a Let's Play or something. Or if you have a switch, you can play the like for three hours as a demo. Mm. So, So so try it out. Uh, just as a quick shout out to other stuff I'm doing, just so you know, I'm not only playing video games, Um been reading uh, the first book in the Stormlight Archive series by Brandon Sanderson, and that's been really good. Um, I went into the movies the other night. I saw, I think it's called Hearts Beat Loud or Heart Beats Loud with Nick Offerman. That was also very good. That's a music movie. Nice. Um, so yes. I recommend I recommend that stuff as well. Nice.
2: Nice. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Uh, my snorkel suggestion is to support your nearest Bull Moose uh, store. Bull Moose, they sell uh, records, they sell video games, they sell movies, they have CDs, they have vinyl, they have box sets, they have cassettes. They are one of the few uh, retailers that still traffics in those high end special edition horror Blu-rays that I love so very well. Mm-hmm. Um what I'm trying to say is Bullmush Records, um, I promise they're not paying me for this endorsement. Um yes. but they are a small they're a smallish chain of record stores in the New England area. Um they're pretty akin to your Newbery comics, if you will. Um, but unlike Newbury Comics, whose you know CD se- selections and movie selections, you know, get smaller every year, um, Blue Moose just like it never disappoints. It's my favorite store. We had one, we have one in Portsmouth, which is uh my hometown, and it that's where I would get all of the stuff in my teenage years that molded me into the, you know, to the man child that I am today. So. Um, just I love it i sh- spend all my money there, and uh I will support it until it dies, which hopefully will be never
0: a couple <laughs> of years ago um our Keen's local video rental store finally you know went out of business it was mm. unsustainable but uh bull moose took over the the space and um as as my little bull moose anecdote, I walked from my house to to there uh one day, which is you know, a few miles. Um, and I, my plan was I, want, I went there to buy the Thor Ragnarok Blu-ray and use the gift card that Mary and I had got from uh from our friend for our birthday or something. I can't even remember, Christmas. Um, And then I forgot to use the gift card. So now oh. I still have that and we'll have to buy something else that we both I want.
2: I guess you'll just have to go back
0: yeah we'll have to figure out something we both want though like we both we both really like Thor Ragnarok so that that would have been perfect. Instead, said I spent my own money oops
2: hmm. well I mean you could then be selfish and use it on yourself
0: you know yeah. i'm I'm hoping she'll be cool with me getting infinity war with it, but we'll see
2: does Mary listen to the podcast? Can we plot like or will she know like should I say anything that I don't want her to hear? Mary, stop listening. Okay, Ian, <laughs> here's what you do.
0: Uh- <laughs> I don't know if she's going to listen. She um, we, uh, she hasn't listened on her own, but she wanted to listen while we were driving somewhere. We listened to one episode, and then she wanted to listen to the next one. And I'm like, I can't listen to myself anymore. It's, I can't do it.
2: It's maddening.
0: Not when there's an audience there. I obviously have to listen to it a few times to like put it together, to edit it. Sure. And that's fine. I enjoy it. Um but not with having someone else there. It's too, too difficult. (laughs) Tony, do you want to give a snorkel suggestion?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'd like to shout out a record this week. um, uh, The Happiest Days of Our Lives by a band called My Favorite. They were uh, around in the late 90s. They're my least
0: favorite early
1: nah. 2000s this is a 2003 album that compiled some of their eps so don't bother looking for their eps they're all on this album uh it was their second album you know if you can call it that or a compilation or whatever uh right before they split up and uh, the main songwriter formed this uh, other great underrated cult band called the secret history anyhow um this is from my favorite genre of music music that's not on spotify Uh, it's available on iTunes and uh, you can buy the CD for 10 bucks used and literally nowhere else. So uh, get it, listen to it. Um, It's really catchy indie pop stuff um, with a couple different vocalists. If you like uh, more modern bands from that whole pains of being pure at heart scene uh, bands, like uh, I was going to name a few bands, but they're all very uh, unpopular. So uh, I was going to say like Mercury girls who broke up, um, Uh, I'll name some bands on the rise. Nightflowers, bands like that. Anyone heard of these bands? Listen to these bands. These bands are good bands. (laughs) They're making good songs. God. Anyway, my favorite. The first disc is, uh, uh, all these incredible tracks. Disc two is all remixes. I've never had much time for remixes, but it doesn't cost much more than a standard album. The, the uh the the semi-title track the happiest days of my life is just an absolute dart from through the heart of any struggling artist and i recommend it unreservedly this album rules
0: awesome that is it for this episode if you are in somerville on thursday august 16th come check us out at Pay's lounge at 8 p.m tony do you know what the cover is on a thursday is it still probably like 10 bucks
1: yeah, I think it's about 10 bucks to get in. Make, but-
0: su- make sure you have at least $10 if you come. But it's worth it. It should be an interesting and fun time. It'll, even if you've seen us, it'll be like you've never seen us before.
1: Yeah, we're always debuting new stuff. This time is no exception. We're bringing some stuff from the past back. Uh, and if you speak to us and say that you're disgruntled about paying the 10 bucks, we might buy you a drink or something. I don't know. We can... <laughs> we'll just be happy to see you.
2: On that note, always ask... The drummer for a drink he is very easy to convince so uh
1: (laughs) people pleaser want to make sure everyone at the party is having a good time and that means free drinks for everyone i'm especially
0: if you've already had a drink
2: yes yes the more if you buy me one drink you can double your investment because i will be even (laughs) easier to trick and i will probably buy you two so that's a net gain of one drink possibly more um that's math for your liver um anyway i'm yeah i'm the guy that's making sure we maintain our starving artist status so you know
0: yeah 8 p.m on a thursday it's early enough that you won't be tired the next day or you can stick around and hear some more bands and hang out
1: yeah we're still in the early planning stages so we don't know who we'll be appearing with if it's anyone we've run into before but uh yeah
0: all right that's it bye for now toodles bye now
1: need to uh be more like taylor swift and say literally nothing about anything to make sure the ultra conservatives <laughs> feel like we've created a safe space for them and, and there go the taylor swift fans no, now we years. got no one left <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah everybody loves taylor swift everybody loves t swizzle they're gone i've started
1: I've, I've started going for T snake as a nickname for her I don't know, it's, it's, no one actually says it, which is perfect, because it feels plausible, but no one actually says it. Hmm. So,
3: go with that. (laughs) We'll call it the hamster wheel.